You're listening to the Keep Going Podcast, where we keep going after the heart of God because He's our only hope. I'm Nika Maples. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of the Keep Going Podcast. We're in a series called A Walk Through the Proverbs. Just a note, I use the New Living Translation as my primary text because it's readable, and I don't approach these podcasts as a scholar, but as a lover of the Word who wants to share simple spiritual observations from my own daily Bible reading. Just another note, Right now I'm recording from a hotel room and there are some noises here, there, and everywhere. Outside the window is a busy street. You might hear footsteps in the hallway or above. Just roll with it. It's real life. So let's continue by reviewing the last episode in two points. Number one, Proverbs 14 tells us a wise person builds her house, but a foolish one tears hers down with her own hands. Of course, you know that pronoun for a woman also applies to a man. A wise man builds his house, but a foolish one tears his down with his own hands. Number two, we discussed that the ways of a godly person exhibits focus on the tasks or assignments that God has given. Should avoid comparison to the tasks and assignments of other people. All my watches are set to 24-hour time, so is my car clock and my bedside alarm clock. People ask me about this. For some reason, it bothers them, and all I can say is, I think it makes time much more clear. Whoever decided that there should be two 7.30s in one day, as opposed to one 7.30 and one 19.30, is crazy, I think. Why set everyone up for miscommunication? Clarity is not the only reason I like to use 24-hour time, though. It's also because I use it as a Bible memory tool. Here is where you may think that I am crazy. If I wake up in the early morning hours and see that it is 4.13, I will mutter Esther 4.13-14 through 14 out loud. Don't think that you will be the only one who escapes. If you keep quiet... Rescue will come from another place, but what if you were raised up for this very time and purpose? Esther 4, 13-14 is a verse that means a lot to me. But if I happen to glance at the clock in the afternoon and it reads 16:13, then I will say Genesis 16:13 out loud. The words of Hagar as she ran away from Sarah's mistreatment. You are the God who sees me. Am I whispering verses out loud all day long? Well, yes, I am. (laughs) But it's not constant. I don't watch the clock ready to pounce. If I glance over and the numbers are a familiar reference, I take that as a sign from God that I need that particular dose of scripture in my life right then. I want as many moments of my day bathed in God's word as possible. For instance, at 8.32, I might quote, John 8:32 over myself. I know the truth and the truth sets me free. At 14:14, 14, 14, I might quote Exodus 14:14 14, 14 over myself. 
The Lord will fight for me. I need only to be still. At 22.31, I might quote Numbers 22.31 over myself. May the Lord open my eyes that I can see Jesus standing right there in front of me. By the way, if you're trying to figure out why you keep seeing a number over and over again, it could be that that's a good memory verse for you to hunt down and memorize. If you see what could be a Bible scripture reference on your clock, Look it up in every book of the Bible until you find a verse that encourages you. This is not a mystical way of living. This is a practical way of living as much as anything else. Use it as a weapon, an added arrow in your quiver to extinguish all those doubts that would be coming to you through the day and to advance against the enemy because the Word of God is powerful, it's living and active, and you want it in your life in as many ways as you can get it into your life. Now, I would never be able to remember as many verses as I do if I had not started this clock habit years ago. Because I am practicing those memory verses all day long, saying them out loud, they are permanently embedded in my heart. This is huge to me because of what John 15, 7 says. If you remain in me, and my word, it remains in you. You may ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. If his words remain in us, we will receive what we ask for. If that is not an incentive for scripture memory, I don't know what is. And by the way, the thing that happens when you memorize that much scripture is the things you ask for change. You develop the mind of Christ and start wanting what he wants. That brings us to Proverbs 15, which holds one of my most often quoted verses. I'll tell you what that is in a moment. Let's read together. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing, but the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline. Whoever learns from correction is wise. There is treasure in the house of the godly, but the earnings of the wicked bring trouble. The lips of the wise give good advice. The heart of a fool has none to give. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves those who pursue godliness. Whoever abandons the right path will be severely disciplined, and whoever hates correction will die. Even death and destruction hold no secrets from the Lord. How much more does he know the human heart? Mockers hate to be corrected, so they stay away from the wise. A glad heart makes a happy face. A broken heart crushes the spirit. A wise person is hungry for knowledge, while the fool fool feeds on trash. For the despondent, every day brings trouble. But for the happy heart, Life is a continual feast. Better to have little with the fear of the Lord than to have great treasure 
and inner turmoil. A bowl of vegetables with someone you love is better than steak with someone you hate. Pause. There it is. Proverbs 15:15. 15, 15. My eyes happened to fall on the clock so many times at 15:15, 15, 15, which is 3:15 p.m. And when they do, I quote out loud, "For the despondent, every day brings trouble, but for the happy heart, life is a continual feast." The message puts it this way: A miserable heart means a miserable life, but a cheerful heart fills the day with song. The state of your heart is a choice. One more time. The state of your heart is a choice. The Bible wouldn't declare it if it weren't true. We may face situations that leave us grieving or aching or confused, but even then we have a choice about where we turn our gaze and let our eyes focus. One time I was sitting in a waiting area in a building that had a doorman. He greeted each entering person with a genuine smile. I watched him help someone with a heavy load they were carrying, and when that person said thank you, he responded, It's no problem. I don't have any problems. It caught my attention. A few minutes later, he said it two more times when he helped a person and received their gratitude. No problem. I don't have any problems. One look at that man told me that he did, indeed, have his share of what most of us would call problems. The thing was that he wasn't willing to call them problems, and that was his deliberate choice. Is that denying reality? Is it living in fantasy? No, I don't think so. Maybe he knew the Lord was absolute. Maybe he knew the Lord, and was absolutely sure that whatever he faced was going to be handled by the Creator of the universe. So it wasn't really a problem for him after all. I don't know. But from time to time, I say the same thing. I've never said it out loud to someone, but I have said it to myself out loud. This is no problem. I don't have any problems. If that is a stretch for you, there is another avenue we can take. Not problems, but pet peeves. Would you believe that I don't have any pet peeves? I don't. I'll explain that in a minute. A hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. A lazy person's way is blocked with briars, but the path of the upright is an open highway. Sensible children bring joy to their father. Foolish children despise their mother. Foolishness brings joy to those with no sense. A sensible person stays on the right path. Plans go wrong for lack of advice, but many advisors bring success. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It's wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. The path of life leads upward for the wise. They leave the grave behind. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but he protects the property of widows. The Lord detests evil plans, but he delights in pure words. Greed brings grief to the whole family, but those who hate bribes will live. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. A cheerful look brings joy to the heart. Good news makes for good health. If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. 
But if you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. Listen to correction. Listen to correction and you grow in understanding. The fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. No, I don't have any pet peeves. Not anymore. But first, why don't I tell you a few of the pet peeves I used to have? Any song with Santana in it? Someone staying in the right turn lane when they're planning to go straight ahead? Cans of veg all? People who eat off my plate? Mm, let's see, people who take many, too many mints out of the basket as they're leaving a restaurant? That bugs me. And as long as we're talking about restaurants, let's just say anyone who keeps on returning the food that they've ordered, just get over it and keep what you have. Stale stereotypes about men and women, such as all women ask if an outfit makes them look fat. I know when I look fat. I don't have to ask anybody for an outside opinion. Or women who try on too many outfits before they go to work. Listen, I try on one outfit. There's no reason to refold all those clothes. Another thing that bugs me is people who leave their clothes in the dryer instead of getting them out. And that person usually is me leaving my clothes in the dryer. What's worse is when I leave them in the washer and have to rewash them two, maybe three times because they've gone sour. Maybe that's enough for now. I could get really worked up with all the things that could be my pet peeves if I allow myself to get worked up by all the things that could be my pet peeves. But that is my point. I have to allow myself to get worked up about those things. And if I have to allow myself to get worked up, then I can train myself not to. That's why none of these things really bother me anymore. They used to. But I've let them go. I don't even think about them unless I try to come up with a list of pet peeves. Oh yes, if I tried, I could come up with a list much, much longer than this. But I don't have those on the ready button. The world doesn't revolve around me and the things that I like and dislike. The state of my heart is my choice. It doesn't depend on anyone else's choice. I didn't know this was possible, but it is. The other day, I was going out to dinner with some friends, and they all suggested a few restaurants, and almost everyone had a particular preference. One said she didn't want to eat Italian food because she'd had it the night before. See, that doesn't really bother me. One said she couldn't eat Mexican food because she was tired of it. She'd had it too many times that week. Now, I don't even understand that line of thinking. One said she could not eat Chinese food because she didn't like Asian food. I can always find something to eat, even at a restaurant where I don't like the particular food. So I said to them that any of those restaurants were fine with me. And they jokingly answered, Wow, Nika, any of these restaurants are fine? You're so high maintenance. Yeah, I used to be... I'm just not anymore. My food doesn't have to be a certain way. It doesn't have to be from a certain place ever. My food doesn't even have to be hot. Just ask my friends. So why do I care which restaurant anyone chooses? I'm going to have fun wherever we eat, whatever we eat, and whenever we eat. Why? Because for the happy heart, 
Life is a continual feast. Today's music is from Psalm 51 by Shane and Shane and is used with permission. I'm excited to share my latest book, Everyday Genesis, with you very soon. It will be in bookstores. It will be in bookstores in December. This is the first time I've written a book with so many practical applications, including a helpful questionnaire to aid you in discovering your go-to spiritual gift. Please pre-order Everyday Genesis from Amazon or Barnes and Noble today. And now I pray that you will invite the Lord to search you and know your heart, to test you and know your anxious thoughts, to point out anything in you that offends Him. And that you will allow him to lead you along the path of everlasting life. We'll talk soon. Until then, keep going. Because you know what? We don't have any problems. Wisdom in the secret heart.